welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Rob. Yes, one name, much like Cher. Well, we uh, well, we are at the end of, I don't know, I think a, a pretty pretty good like theme week for the beginning of the book of the dead dead nazi barons we're gonna be doing one thing and one thing only killing nazis dead nazi barons well i i finally found my new my new outro which i'll reveal later of course is it spooky for the book of the dead oh well it involves death i mean (laughs) that's the thing (laughs) Oh, good. A chipper happy song about death, even better. I mean, my outro, I mean, as in, like, the thing I say at the end. Oh, good. Oh, we have a new outro. I'm here to witness it. Yay. And it's going to be different. And uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's just say I recorded two weeks of episodes before I got to this one. Whatever. Oh. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, so. Are you ready? To- Don't look behind the curtain, people. Don't look yeah. behind the curtain. So are you ready to talk about the last dead Nazi Baron? Not the last Nazi. We have lots more uh, to talk about. No. Nat- as far as I can tell from our discussions, the Book of the Dead is Still about, Nazis. what, 60% Nazi? Well, it's not like 60%, but it's a lot. there's a lot <laughs> of Nazis. There's a there's a guy who's in, like, clan robes and just a swastika. Oh, the hate monger? No. Oh no purple. no! Duh. He's purple. Sorry, that no. was that was dumb of me. And, 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 we and all I, know who the hate There's two hate mongers as well, so we get to talk about two of them. The first one was a clone of Hitler. Uh, yes, sorry, oh, God, I should have burned cast already. Is it wrong to say that your favorite hate monger is the clone of Hitler? I mean, it got, he, he did a, get like super killed. A, Oh, I know, and I enjoy that. But still, should you have a favorite Nazi? That's well, that's the eternal question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, technically, my least favorite Nazi would be, I mean, my least hated Nazi would be my favorite Nazi. And and they're made of bees. But you can fall into a semantic trap with that kind of thinking. It's dangerous. Well, I just want to talk about Nazis with bees, and that's going to be like a year from now. (sighs) Yeah, because it's in the update, right? It's in the update. So you got to get to a whole other book. And you got to get to the S's. Yeah, oh, I can't wait, but I can't wait to talk about that Nazi bees. Swarm's the best. Swarm is the so, best of the worst. The best of yes. the worst. My number one Nazi, which is still really low on the on the total pole, <laughs> on the total human scale. <laughs> All okay. right, so who are we talking about today? Well, Jesse? the last Baron, which I was surprised. The last Baron coming soon on TNT. Sounds like a miniseries. Yeah, but Sorry. The Baron Zemo one. It's the first one. There's a wait a minute. So this is the Papa Papa Zemo. I mean, I'm since Baron Zemo two is his son. Maybe Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> so so um, Papa, you're a Nazi. <laughs> so uh, do you know what this dude looks like? I do not. I only know really. My Zemo starts with. Thunderbolts. Also, Citizen and Oh, okay, that's the classic. The classic, look. Yes. yeah. I, uh, yeah, Purple Fur Man. He's the best. That's a great. So he's got the the mask, the uh, 
otherwise known as the other Cobra Commander mask. Yeah. Where it's just kind of a piece of fabric that lays across his head. Um with a with a crown of sorts, golden crown. Um with a giant bushy fur neck piece. What do you call that? Like a uh, what, do you, what were those things called back in uh, Shakespearean days? Those ruffles? They had a specific name that now I'm forgetting. I mean, I called them... I mean, I, I mean, I know if I was back then, I would call the things that the nerds wear. <laughs> Can we call it a stole? A stole? Can he be wearing a, a stole? I don't know. I think that works. I like the idea of him wearing a stole. Sure. Uh, now, is this Nemo... Or Zemo. Nemo. Finding Zemo. Oh, that's uh, is no this... good. Why would you want to find a Nazi? <laughs> Although, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> so we can kill him, Jesse. So we can kill him. Okay, so we may have to do a thing at the... Uh, we may have to have a slight digression. Okay. okay. No, we never do finding that. Finding Zemo. I refuse, Jesse. Okay, finding Zemo. Okay. Okay, first right, off... We'll cast it. It's, it's, it's yes. baby. It's helmet Zemo. A little baby All Zemo. All right, so... Okay. Now, I get my Zemos confused. Does he... Is his face... Is his mask stuck to his face using adhesive X? Or is that the mm. other Zemo? This is a adhesive X one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, cool, cool. so okay. So first off, it's 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 all the the main characters are all Nazis, um, which first off, are already changing the whole whole deal. All right, are they Nazi fish still? I mean, they're fish. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're then they're Nazi fish. Yeah, they're Nazi fish. Um, yeah. which all fish are Nazis. I'm joking. I mean, they're too dumb. We must protect the coral land. <laughs> uh Blood and water. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> now, so little helmet Zemo uh, went out to touch the U-boat. Yeah, yeah, and, the U-boat. Oh, got, you went to explore the U-boat. It got, sure. it got captured by uh-huh. a ally medic. It's got to be an Englishman or a Scotsman. Okay. Simply because I've been reading a lot of World War One pulp magazines lately. And for some reason, the German cartoons are always fighting Englishmen or Scotsmen. Okay, so so let's make it a Scotsman. Okay. okay. So it gets it gets scooped up, and it's I guess it has like little like helm uh, like the little the helmet Zemo is wearing like the little like you know face sock thing. Limp mask. <laughs> yes. A limp damp mask. And then, and then Heinrich Zemo right. uh, is teaming up with. Hmm. Which female uh, Hydra commander do we want to choose? Viper. Oh, I like Madame Madame Hydra. Well, Viper was Madame oh, Viper, Hydra yep. for a while. Yep, that was Madame Hydra. Okay, okay. Also, you know, you get a nice green fish there. Yeah. I like that. You got to have a little color coordination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just and like who? But not too many colors. They are Nazi fish, after all. Okay, so so you know the part where where they go through like that stream thing with all the uh, with all the turtles. Yes. Okay. The, uh, they go through the um yeah the 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 Pacific South Pacific whatever. Yeah. Yep. So that's Armin Zola and his like bio slaves. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. You know, as much as as much as I shouldn't like what we're doing, I kind of like the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's been done, right? We can't be the I mean, first people to say Baron Zemo. We can't be the first person to do like, hey, let's I mean, two things Zemo. this. Uh, well, I'm sure they did it for the MCU, but that's a different Zemo. He's not a Nazi. Yeah, he's just a German. 
No, he's uh, no, no. Soko- Sokovian, Sok- Sokovian. country, Sokovian. Yeah, the actor is German. Did you know I thought Sokovia was actually real for a long time? <laughs> no, but I mean, it sounds like it could well, be. There's so many little Balkan state, former Balkan states. Well, the thing is, is like I had like a pre, I had like a pre uh, Soviet era map. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, pre Soviet era. I mean, pre post Soviet era. So 50s, let's say 50s right. map for my grandfather. So like, you know, there's just a big blob of USR, USSR. So like yeah. I knew it broke up. So like, I'm just like, okay, so that sounds like it could be a place. I also thought Liberia yep. was real for a long time. I thought <laughs> Latvia was people misspelling Latveria. Latveria. <laughs> yeah, I, let's great. just say like I was reading comics since I was seven. The lines between truth and it also, and fiction. It also, like, you know, most of the U.S. is, like, represented in, like, you know, somewhat realistic proportions. Sure. You know, they don't add, like, a lot of fake cities, like, in the U.S., so why would they act a lot of fake cities in the, uh, the Europe? It's a good question. Um, yeah, Marvel seems to try to create, try to use real cities as much as possible in the U.S., but you're right. With countries, they go fake. Wakanda... Latvia, Lat- the Ver- the I thought Wakanda was Latvia. real for a long time too. See, the thing is, it's like it messed me up because oh, I, Jesse, I, it is real. They don't want you to know because, like, I knew that DC made up a, a bunch of fake places, mm-hmm. and I knew Marvel had like it had like New York and San Francisco and like and like you could go to Kentucky, with, you know, close to where I lived actually, and you know, visit the the all the stuff, you know, the the McGuthrie uh, clan. Sure. But like the Guthrie. Yeah. The Guthrie. I, I live in the pit. So, you know, I felt a special connection. Yeah, so you know, it's whatever. Let's talk about Zemo. Okay. So it's Heinrich Zemo. Heinrich Zemo. Yeah. Um, he not as impressive as uh Baron Wolfgang von of Strucker. Uh, but he is a scientist, special operative for German intelligence. And a later mm-hmm. would be conqueror. <laughs> That's a profession. I mean, I like that. There's a lot of. I'm surprised con- we don't see that more in the handbook. No, you actually I do. Don't think I've seen you that. actually do. You do? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Would be world conqueror. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just trying. So everyone knows about him. Apparently, it's publicly known. Oh. Hmm. So okay. he's a citizen of German, uh, Germany, a later citizen of an unidentified South American nation. <laughs> who was wanted wink, wink. through? Uh, he was, uh, and he was wanted through much of the world for war crimes. Hmm. Uh, so he's uh, no other aliases because he's proud. Well, proud, but in hiding. Yeah, and he is a well. He he, he got a, a mask glued to him. I mean, you, I mean, it's not hiding if you <laughs> can't literally can't take it off. There's <laughs> only so much you can do. <laughs> oh my god, I just realized something. Hmm. He has a direct tie to our Paste Pot Pete episode. <gasps> oh my god. They're both adhesive masters. No, no, no. Like he was let out of jail so he could make a solvent for the adhesive X that helped. Whatever. Okay, sorry. I just got excited because <laughs> I just re listened to the Paste Pot Pete episode. It was Chef Kiss. Okay. Um. <laughs> So he was born in Castle Zemo, Germany, like a like a like that's a town. <laughs> Castle Zemo, take a left at Heidenberg. In place of death, unidentified location in South America. Okay. And Rob, 
unfortunately. He's married. Married and dead. Oh, the worst combination. I mean, he was... I mean, his son tried to bring him back. Um, so I'm sure he's been back several times, right? Uh, at this point. Not, not a lot, actually. Oh, wait. We have a segment coming we up do. on that, don't we? Yeah, we All do. Right. All uh, right. He, so uh, his wife was Hilda Zemo, and his son was Baron Helmut Zemo. Oh, good old Helmy. Oh, uh, Helmy. You tried to trick people into think you're good so you could bring back your dad. It was a good plan. It almost worked. Almost. Uh, so he's a founder and leader of the original Masters of Evil. Uh, and his base of operations was Germany, later the Amazon jungle. And he first appeared in Avengers 14, and his final appearance was Avengers 15. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he had such a short-lived career before they moved over to uh, Helmet. Well, Helmet? I mean, Helmet had a long-storied career. Oh, yeah. He's still going strong. There's no stopping Helmet. No, no. There's no, no stopping him. I'm going to send you the link uh, to describe the uh, issue that he first appears at. Wait. Wait, four? Wait. It says four in the book, but it says six on... Yeah, I'm looking, it says, and the cover says six, so it is six. No, the cover says six, and it says introducing Zemo and his Masters of Evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, doesn't mean the cover's not wrong. This is Marvel six in the 60s, so I mean, consistency was not necessarily what they were going for. Well, unless, unless he was in a flashback on the fourth one, because Captain America came back to life. It could be one of those, like, they had him for a panel in number four, but I don't I'm think they just, did that because they were pretty self-contained back then. And, and if anything, it would be at the end of the uh, end of the issue and then it would show up like yeah. in shadow, but whatever. So we have the Avengers and the like, really like, I really like the Avengers uh, font in the sixties. Oh, that's great. I feel like, I feel like Absolutely. Sh- the shadow, the drop shadow. Mm, good stuff. I feel like they should like try to go back to like, their like their original ones for like, for me, like maybe like that 90th, anniversary <laughs> remember when they did the negative one issues yeah half issues and things like that mm-hmm. yeah they did that well well it, the, well the cover is as dynamic as you would expect um it's great. Well, well first let me tell you what it is it's issue it six. makes no sense but it's great it's issue six of the avengers mm-hmm. in and it was released in july 1964 and it was called the masters of evil like it's just it was just that um but I like the cover. The cover's fun. Like you had, uh, you so you have the Avengers of the time, including Rick Jones, which is people know how That's I a feel. Point against it. <laughs> people know how I feel about Rick Jones. It's not good. He's a not a good person. <laughs> I'm not a fan of a uh, non superhero teen sidekicks. Well, he did try to be Bucky for, like, one issue, but then he got the shit beat out of him. And then uh, yeah. Captain America's just like, nope, no, stop it. No. Especially anyone that Stan Lee was writing as hip oh. was just not good. Well, uh, so we have the giant man, uh, Captain America, throwing at a really odd angle. It doesn't seem to, like, really match. The whole cover is odd angles um, in a formless it's almost, void it's almost as non- well. Luke, uh, non-Euclidean. Yes, because even though it has a grid under it, 
which would imply that it follows some kind of standard standard uh, point of view. It does not. Well, what is Zemo standing on? What is anyone okay, standing so, on? Uh, it's very strange. I feel like we get stuck in this uh, trap a lot. But okay, so one thing I want to describe because there's a grid, okay. But like, mm-hmm. if you go like about three quarters down, it seems to have like a slight bent, like a slight yeah. change of angle, and it's, like everyone's like standing at like a lean. I don't think it's. I I don't know what's going on with that grid. I don't understand what the Masters of Evil are doing, but I like what I see. I mean, the individual poses are pretty great. We've got Iron Man with a repulse shooting a repulsor beam. Everyone's doing something. Well, I t- Iron Man's got his beam. Captain America's throwing a shield. Thor's threatening his with his hammer. It's pretty good. I do like the uh, the vague threat that I'm gonna guess Stan Lee wrote. We have a tale to tell a book for you. Please don't frustrate us. You have to read it. <laughs> it's really, really pushy. It sounds like Stan already. And, and, and it says <laughs> good old Stan. And underneath, like underneath a weirdly like non-Euclidean. I mean, honestly, like I feel like this would drive a lot of people mad if your sanity was low enough. Uh, maybe they're. F- I, you know, I have not. I have the old like archive or whatever they call it of. Uh, of this, and I, I have not read it in a long, 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 long time. And I wonder, are they fighting in some kind of parallel universe? <sighs> well, well, first we need to read the little paragraph as well. Okay. okay. We outdid ourselves this issue. You're going to see more superheroes, more supervillains, and more super bonehead mistakes than ever. Uh, in this action-packed... Feature link thriller. I feel like they're trying to sell like too hard. Like, like this is yeah. this is they're trying too hard. Let's say that this is this is only issue six. You got to think they were a struggling uh, company at this time, just starting I to mean, come I, out of the bad times. But you know, but you know how you get people like you draw them in. You act too cool for them. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, Stan was not above <laughs> desperately pleading for readers I, yeah i just love i just love that like they could like we got a tell for you like they didn't have to uh, put please don't frustrate us like they could have just had <laughs> we have a tell for you you gotta read it <laughs> yeah but, or just yeah you gotta read it it's it's the, the the story of the year or something like that it doesn't have to be like please please sir. please don't frustrate us we will break your kneecaps if you don't read this <laughs> I do like the assemblage of the Masters of Evil, though. These are pretty wild-looking guys, I, I have to say. Zemo has a weird costume, which we've talked about briefly, but you've got the original uh, Black Knight. Well, no, no, not the original Black Knight. Black Knight 2. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. This is the the um, this is the uh, descendant of uh, the evil descendant yeah. oh, of the Black Knight. Garrett. That's right. Oh, wow. I just recorded this episode. Right, this is before he passes on the Black Knight thing to what's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Dane Whitman. Yeah, Dane. Such a I never liked that name. Very well, much. I mean, if uh, but uh, but yeah, but he was he was unworthy, so he used the science to magic him up a horse, and, uh, a lance that does a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, but I, either way, he looks cool. He's on a flying horse. And the radioactive, the radioactive man is being radioactive, and then always classic. Who is that guy in purple, oh, green, and you in the purple? That's band. the Melter. I don't know if he changed his name at some point. No, no, it's been the Melter. He's also dead, so we're talking about him at some point. Okay, but, Melter. Yeah, but like, Melter. The Melter. I always forget about the Melter. 
Yeah, not very memorable. Yeah, and then you have like I don't I like it. I like it, but at the same time, if you look at it too much, it does it does drive me mad. Like I feel like I'm about to summon the old gods. Everybody's floating in their own individual point of space. (laughs) Nobody's perspective is quite the same, so they're not standing on the same thing. Yeah, it can be a little weird. I feel like this was they they rejected the original cover and hastily threw this together. Well, the thing is, they try to put a point of perspective, but it doesn't make any sense, which makes it make even less sense. Yeah, which, but again, if uh, if anybody could sell it, it was typically Jack Kirby. I mean, yeah, and he makes it work. Yeah, well, talking about uh, Jack Kirby uh, creation, Baron Helmut Zemo. Okay, Helmut. so. Uh, he was one of the most brilliant scientists of Nazi Germany, surpassed perhaps only by Armin Zola. Mm. Zemo uh, joined the... Did I talk about Armin Zola in the living? Was he alive at this time? I don't remember talking about Armin Zola, so I feel like I would have remembered. He's not like the controller or the corrupter. <laughs> He's not the guy that... Yeah, you should... You should remember him. Yeah. If you remember the controller, that's... Yeah. Yeah, your priorities are off. Yeah, so he joined the natural uh, Nash, National Socialist uh, Party, a.k.a. Nazis. Had also nothing to do with socialism. Um, in its early existence, and after Hitler took power, offered his services to the government as a designer of new weapons for the military hmm. and for intelligence uh, uh, services. Okay. Zemo's most notorious or like success was his death ray gun that could disintegrate its uh, dis- targets. I mean, I guess technically death rays weren't like all over the place yet. Yeah, I mean, this was the 40s, you know, 30s maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't I think that's still pretty much an accomplishment. I would get uh, attention. I just, yeah, I'll give it to him. Yeah, well, the death ray. Was actually a laser beam. Okay, cool. It's still the same thing. <laughs> but- <laughs> Technically, you could call anything that kills anyone and is a ray a death ray. So, phaser, maser, laser, any of the earth. Technic- technically, if you get if you get like a manta ray, and, like hit someone with it, it's also technically a death ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, poor Steve Irwin. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, he discovered a laser beam decades before other scientists would inv- reinvent the process. Okay, way to brag, I guess. Uh, Sergeant Nick Fury. Brag, oh my God, invented you know, the laser. We're about to talk about Sergeant uh, Sergeant Nick Fury again. I'm just saying, like, I feel like Sergeant Fury was not quite the uh, man that Colonel Fury was. I think that's the problem. <sighs> yeah, but it is. Uh, but he needed those extra decades to really get good. Him, so Fury and his squad of commandos invaded Zemo's castle in order to destroy the only existing death ray gun. Zemo blew up the castle with the ray gun inside it, rather than allowing the commandos to capture it. Sensible. I mean, it was wartime, like or two time Germany. Like you don't like Hitler ordered a tornado gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's real. They tried to make a tornado gun. 
And they, well, they explored the concept. Let's, but no, uh, but they tried it. So yeah. but you have like an actual functioning death ray or laser, depending on if you're a pedantic about it. And <laughs> you don't think there'd be million of those, millions of those. I well, sure, but you know, someone's got to be the first. But he also discovered it years before. So, like, did he not have more than one prototype? Like, I'm just saying, I feel like, no. I feel like, I feel like in the Marvel universe, if I like, I, I don't really want to go down this. Well, no, I mean, this is, this is the classic thing with the Marvel universe is when you die, you leave no notes behind and nothing can ever be rebuilt ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, that's how it is. It's how Captain America stays being Captain America. So, American and British newspapers had widely publicized Zemo's death ray and portrayed Zemo himself as a satanic figure. As a result, Zemo became one of the uh, men sought most, uh, most sought after by Allied agents within Germany for capture or assassination. Okay. Zemo was hated even by the German people for reasons that remain unrevealed. I mean, sure, I guess. He's, he's certainly top, what, five Nazi? Yeah, I'd say he's up there. Yeah, that's fair. I'd, I'd say he's up there. I'd say, like, I, I would put, like, I'd probably put, like, uh, well, if we're going World War II Nazis, uh, we probably have, like, Hitler, Himmler. Uh, I mean, Goebbels, no, no, Goebbels? no. I'm talking, I'm talking Marvel. Okay, no, but, but, okay, so, Nazis. okay, so, so still Hitler. And then, and then you have Red Skull. I'd say Armin Zola. Yeah, Red Skull, Armin Zola. I'd I'd probably um, put I'd probably put Strucker over him. Yeah, Strucker for sure. No, Strucker's definitely over him. Yeah. I would put I would actually go Red Skull, Strucker, uh, Zola personally. I see Zola was like I don't know I have I I don't know if soft spot is the right term, but I have like a uh, an appreciative hatred. That's for, fine. For you are you are um, attracted to Nazis. I get it. I get it. It's it's just that they they, they look so good and they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo Boss, we're getting on this again. Remember, remember oh, Hugo no. Boss, known Nazi collaborator. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, uh, aware that he became a target for these attacks. And shaken by the invasion of his own castle, he went into hiding with his wife, Hilda, and their son, Helmut. And even took to wearing a red hood to conceal his identity. It's clearly purple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is clearly, there's nothing more clearly than that. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and then, so he wore like a red or purple hood, and then he worked in secret laboratories where he built that that he built with the wealth given to him by a grateful Hitler. See, now it feels like self-insert fan fiction there. Yeah. It's starting to sound that way. Yeah. Um, his major project was his development of adhesive X. Adhesive so strong when supplied, it could not be removed by any means. Uh, by then, Which known is science. The, the dumbest glue of all time. Well, adhesive X had tremendous military potential. Enough of it <laughs> dropped from the air. Could it trap a small army? You know what else could stop a small army? Well, <laughs> a well-placed bomb. 
<laughs> yeah, bombs. And guess what? You know how to clean those up after those. You do not know how to clean up after the world's strongest adhesive that cannot be dissolved. How about uh, a missile? Why didn't you just help with a missile that the Germans were about to finish before the war ended? But we... Okay. I These Nazis are so disappointing. You could have made... They're bad Nazis. You could, you could have made a tornado gun that worked. Please. We would have loved a tornado gun. So we're um, wearing this. We'd all be speaking German now in very windy cities. I mean, there's literally multiple uh, uh, Marvel universes about where the Nazis won. So they're all. Yeah. So, you know, I've never seen one with a tornado gun. Get on it, Marvel Universe. Yep. Uh, wearing his hood. Zemo was working on one of his laboratories when Captain America broke in. To prevent Zemo from turning over what was what was then his sole supply of adhesive X to the Nazi government, Captain America hurled his shield at the vat containing the adhesive. The shield shattered the vat, whose contents poured on Zemo's head. Zemo escaped, but the hood was now permanently fixed to his face. Which, I don't quite get how that happens, but okay, I'll accept it. Zemo could see through the hood's eye holes. I mean, okay, you don't need to get into this. But it was enough to, is, it was enough to allow him to hear it. perfectly. Again, you don't damn need to get it, into this. Just let it happen. And yet you don't tell us about a, about Northstar being in a terrorist group. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one gets half a line. And meanwhile, they have to explain how. Oh, don't worry, guys. Zemo could still see out of the holes, even with the glue. So lame. So. The holes had no openings for the nose or mouth, but it was porous enough. I don't need to know this. Oh my god. That's, uh, yeah. That's a lot. This is the only thing I need to know of this. However, he could no longer eat. And for the rest of his life, what? he had to take nourishment intravenously. So, that's interesting. You know, it's just like, he could no longer eat, so like, you could, you know, he has to IV himself. Huh. That's, you know, something I needed, not like, he, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also don't get why they had to even explain that. I mean, I guess if you can't take off the mask, I don't know. Okay, all right, I'll accept it. Nerds gotta explain stuff, I'm a nerd, I get it. I mean, but but there's explaining, and then there's, like, not explaining how a hero was in a terrorist group. Yeah, but, uh, I feel like he could have easily just said, oh, well, it's really, you know, the part around his mouth isn't attached, so he can lift that up like Spider-Man. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Even though we talked about it for five minutes. Okay, so <laughs> uh, the shock of realizing what happened uh, to him worked a violent char- change in Zemo's personality. Though he remained as brilliant as ever, he was now driven nearly insane, uh, nearly to a nearly insane hatred of Captain America, the Allies, and even mankind in general. Unlike the rest of the Nazis who were like, eh, they're okay, give them a chance. (laughs) Zemo even began taking out his hostility on his wife and son. His hatred drove him to radical new discoveries in the next few years, in collaboration with Armin Zola. Zemo created powerful androids, which, uh, which which through means he developed on his own. Wait, hmm. wait, 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 wait. Didn't they just say in collaboration? 
Tharmazola, he created something on his own. Okay. Through collaboration, he created it on his own. I don't understand what's so hard to understand. He, uh, okay, so he could shrink, uh, shrink, he could shrink them uh, to a small enough size that he could carry them in a, a box under one arm and then enlarge them hmm. again to the full height of 10 feet. I believe the proper phrase is embiggen. I guess so. Um, Zemo recre- uh, recreated his disintegrator gun, which are now like a smaller pocket size one, and they devised Ooh, a small convenient. rocket craft. Also, there was right. no mention of a disintegrator ray. There's a death ray. So, you know, just being pedantic here. I mean, disintegration is going to kill you, Jesse. All right. That's yeah, that's but, all I'm but lasers wouldn't disintegrate, they would shoot through you or burn. Not like atomize you, which is what disintegration would be. But whatever. <sighs> Zemo. It's true. It's true. Zemo no longer confined himself to scientific research. With Hitler's permission, Zemo led many, uh, many missions of sabotage and terror against the Allies himself. Zemo became the only rival to the Red Skull himself in such activities, and therefore... There was a, uh, an ever-present tension between the two. I don't know if I would say that's true, but well, I don't know. There's a pretty consistent history of the Marvel super Nazis not liking each other very but I much. I don't think that they're like on the same level. Oh well, I do agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing that's I don't fair. know. They, I know, I understand they don't like each other, but I have a feeling like Zemo's just like, "Yo, I'm so much better than Red Skull." Is the Red Skull is like who? The guy who can't yeah. take his hood off. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Red Skull does not think anybody, anybody is any anywhere close to his level. So the tension built into a climax, a sexual tension, mm. as World War II drew to uh, drew to its end in Europe in, in 1945. The Russians were marching towards Berlin. Both the Skull and Zemo knew Germany's defeat were in, imminent. Captain America and his young partner, Bucky, were assigned to uh, guard Allied supply bases in uh, Britain against the last-ditch effort to sabotage, uh, as sabotaged by uh, Nazi agents. The Skull was enraged by his repeated defeat by Captain America, and was determined if the Third Reich must fall, then Captain America must die as well. As the second most powerful man in the Third Reich, the Red Skull ordered Zemo to go to London under the pretense of stealing an experimental drone plane from the Allies. The plane would, of course, be useless to German uh, Germany at the time. However, th- uh, the Skull would see the uh, the word uh, was leaked to Captain America that Zemo would try to steal the plane. The Skull ordered Zemo to kill Captain America and Bucky when they tried to stop him from killing the plane. The Skull reasoned that he could... if They killed the plane? I mean, steal the plane. Sorry, steal the plane. From stealing the plane. I said kill. It's a, I kept on seeing Bucky. I'm just like, oh, I know what this is leading up to. I, I wouldn't put killing a plane past <laughs> these uh, these stories. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so the Skull reasoned that he would win, even if Zemo failed and was captured. For he would be rid of his greatest rival, said Zemo. 
Uh, Zemo guessed the skull's motive in selecting him for the mission, but welcomed it. Not only as an opportunity to kill Captain America, but also as his official means of leaving Germany if it fell to the, before it fell to the Allies. Ooh. Um, yeah, the Red Skull, like, was not seeing his arrival, dude. Like, just not. No. He wasn't. No. You weren't even on his radar, let's be honest. Zemo- I mean, he'd probably be like, yeah, I know that guy, I think. But that's it. Zemo planned to fly to South America, where he already sent much of his wealth and scientific uh, equipment. As Zemo made his preparations to leave for, uh, leave for Britain, the Allies secretly airlifted Captain America into Berlin, where he would have his final wartime battle with the Skull. Huh. And it was and was then secretly flown to England. Upon landing in London, um, uh, Captain America learned that Zemo would attempt to steal the plane, and he and Bucky would arrive at the scene mere moments before Zemo did. One of Zemo's androids knocked out Bucky, and Zemo used a stun ray on Captain America. Why not the goddamn disintegration ray? <laughs> Why? Not- He's got a lot of rays to pick from. Maybe they wanted to use Cap for some experiments. They are Nazis. And that's what I believe they do a lot of. So Zemo, uh, wait, he then dressed his unconscious foes in American army uniforms over their costumes and had the androids lash them to the drone plane where they could- And positioned them in very funny, gross <laughs> positions. Yes. I just imagine him dressing them. Like, did he did he have to undress them and then put their little uniforms on? No, no, no it was over their uh, over their outfits. Oh, it's all respectable. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's not a pervert like uh, uh, Von Strucker. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you to a fight, Fury, but this time, like naked and alone in this room <laughs> with uh, with a, yeah. with a couple of glasses of Chardonnay. Yeah, we'll just have a drink first. No big deal. You can take your shirt off. It's cool. We're all guys here. It's comfortable. We're going to use swords, but they're like feather swords. And we're going to... And whoever whoever laughs first loses. (laughs) It's a tickle fight for the fate of the world. (laughs) Please someone write that fanfic. Please. (laughs) I'm sure there is Zemo Captain America fanfic. So there's got to... Someone needs to do uh, Strucker... Fury fanfic, I agree. So they were like tied to the to a plane and then flown unprotected over Berlin. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good idea. That was it. <laughs> Nothing it? else. Nothing else. We just skipped to the sixties. Oh, good lord. Okay. Alright. I guess I could say the whole thing of how like how Bucky died because considering I'm gonna be talking about it very soon. Well, no, you gotta save it up. That's a big one. You'll be have oh some better God. guest on that. You know one. who you think would have more of a page count? Uh. A Bucky. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because I'm thinking of Winter Soldier now. Well, I think Bucky's stock kind of rose in the last, uh, yeah, last twenty years. Yeah, they don't mention any of the wet work he's did. Uh, definitely. So, well, no, that was that was definitely invented after. Yeah, this. let's just say he has like a page. <laughs> Aww. Alas, poor Bucky. Yeah. Uh, decades later, again, I'm so bothered. You know what they could have done instead of describing how he, how his head exists, <laughs> explaining what happened at the end that of was, that, Rob. Was, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that seems like a better. This idea. is such a cliffhanger. 
How his head exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Decades later, Captain America and his fellow Avengers, Hawkeye, Goliath, Black Panther, uh, use a time machine invented by Doctor Doom to travel back into an intangible form to the very day Zemo attempted the drone drone plane, attempted on the drone plane to watch what happened. Due to the outside influences of the. Uh, Due to outside influences, the Avengers materialized in the past and physical form. Zemo was astounded by another Captain America? Captain Himmel! And theorized that there must be more than one. Captain America self from the future and his fellow Avengers battled Zemo and his androids. Soon. And but soon began fading once more into invisibility and intangibility. But before hmm. Captain America's future self faded completely. He hurled his shield as to sever the bonds of the 1945 Captain America and Bucky. Uh, the the uh-huh. past Captain woke up in time to see the shield, but he did not see his future self. Zemo, having discovered the drone plane, was booby-trapped while, ex- booby was while examining it, then launched the plane, pretending that the Third Reich must have it. Zemo, I'm sorry, Captain America and Bucky raced after the raced after on a motorcycle, leapt for uh, towards it. Captain America could not reach it, but Bucky did. Okay, here's mm. here's the part I wanted to talk about. Sure. Okay. As Captain America plunged towards the sea below, he warned Bucky to let go, but be, but because the plane might be boot uh, might be booby trapped. Seconds later, Bucky spotted the bomb on the plane. It exploded, killing Bucky. The icy waters below, and the super soldier serum in his uh, body sent Captain America in suspended animation for decades. The triumphant Zemo flew to an undisclosed location uh, in South America, where he spent the next decade hiding and observing. Well, and celebrating. And celebrating. I mean, he, he, as far as he knows, he killed Captain America. That's, mm-hmm. that's a notch on his belt. Yeah. Uh, so, so he observed the, and then the observing Avengers uh, returned to their own time. Zemo left his wife and son behind in Germany. <laughs> sure. Uh, Zemo. Well, he's got a mask on his face now. This is probably for the best. Yeah, probably. Good thing we know that he can see and breathe out of it, not what happened originally <laughs> before the Avengers. Honey, I've got good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is, you know that Captain America jerk? Gone. The bad news? Check out my new face. <laughs> it's purple, and it comes with a stall. Uh, so, he was certain he killed Captain America, and uh, who had always fought, who always fought him in the past, and he was undisturbed by the news reports of another Captain America's over the uh, following years. One of the... Oh, my, oh we don't get to talk about it, but there was another dude who changed his name to Steve Rogers. It took a bad version of the, uh, took a bad version of the super soldier serum along with, uh, Jack Burrow, who became the third Bucky and also nomad. Yeah, no, this is the, uh, this guy became something else too, right? After. Um, he, I, th- uh, <sighs> I, I can't remember I the middle captain America. I can't remember his name. Well, it was Steve Rogers. Well, no, <laughs> but they don't really nowadays. They call him by his real name, don't they? I mean, when they refer to it in history, I don't remember. 
if I'm honest. But it was Steve Rogers. Like he he literally okay. had plastic surgery and legally changed oh his God. name to look like Steve Rogers because he wanted to be the he wanted to be the Captain America for like Korea or Vietnam. Sure, who doesn't? No, it would have been Korea. Yeah, no, it would have been Korea. All of these guys would have been Korea. So he spent the next decade working on means for conquering the world. A gigantic tornado gun wasn't good enough. A gigantic satellite bearing a series of mirrors, which could convert solar energy into a death ray capable of wiping out entire cities. Why don't you just use your death ray that you built already? Yeah, I mean, the satellite, you know, James Bond, it was good enough for James Bond to rip it off for that terrible movie. So I mean, there's a lot of terrible James Bond movies, though. Yeah, it's about a 50-50 track record. It's true. Yeah. Um, but in recent years, he learned from a newspaper about the return of the original Captain America and realized from that, like, things... I'm getting bored. <laughs> I'm getting so it's bored. It's a little tough. It's a little tough. We haven't even gotten to... Where are we? How much more do we have on his history? Okay. I'm just getting bored. Like, I wasn't this bored during Vod Shuckers. Well, listen, listen. <sighs> He's essentially reading a newspaper right now. This is not the exciting he part read, of his he life. He read a newspaper just like, hey, I turned out of a gigantic failure. I need to get a bunch <laughs> of current people so we can beat up the Avengers. There you go. And, and it was a Black Knight. Second Black Knight. Radioactive Band. The Melter. And they were just like, yo, we're going to kill the Avengers. But guess what? They did it because they failed. I, I think it goes down to branding. When you name yourself Masters of Evil, uh, they got to know that they're not going to win. You got you to gotta turn that around. You got to be like Masters of Freedom and make people think that you're on their side. That's how you get yeah. people to follow you. Do what Mystique did. Freedom Force. Yeah. No? Yeah, much better than the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or... As the Toad said in the Peter David run of X Factor, yeah. Um, I well, this. we call ourselves the Masters of Evil because we're basically shit posting in real life. <laughs> yes, they were the first trolls of the Marvel universe. They're going to call us this anyway, so we're going to just do it anyway. So we're just going to be. Yeah. We're not actually evil. They just call us that, even though we're really evil out of the Toad. Yeah. So we're just going to get ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the toad, and sometimes I'm gross, and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes he looks kind of cool, like he does in Powers of X. Yeah, everyone looks cool in Powers of X. I mean, X, he has but... a pretty good redesign. I just like people. You laughed at me earlier when I said it about a couple months ago, but it's like I like the toad redesign. And then you look at it, it's just like he definitely looks like a British to- a toad boy, but like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I I'm down with the toad redesign. Yeah. I'm down with Toad. He's, I like Toad. I, should, I like Freaky Mutants. There, they need to be more f- Freaky Mutants. Yeah. Then okay. So then he and and uh, recruits the Enchantress and the uh, Executioner, and then Ooh. then then made Wonder Man. Okay. Um, so he made he killed Captain America. Well, he put Captain America in deep freeze and killed Bucky and and created Wonder Man. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then like after that he failed. So then he was just like. I don't know. Who else is there? Oh, Immortus. Immortus? Yeah. What about Immortus? He teams up with Immortus to fight the Avengers. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, they technically, with all the time shenanigans, Immortus has probably teamed up with everybody at some point. And uh, they don't describe what happened after that. <laughs> Why Finally, with all out of- How did he die? 
Yeah. Finally, in an all-out effort. Zemo and Captain America's friend. Oh, crap. Rick Jones. Sorry. <laughs> there was a paint. There was like a, like a, you know, a space Page there. Break. And I was just uh-huh. like, oh, cool. We're going to talk about them fighting. No, Rick Jones. Okay. Uh, he was, he, Rick Jones was captured and took it to South American base where the other people did attack. You know, I'm just getting super bored again. Okay, then he had a death ray, tried to shoot Captain America, but then, like, yo, I have a shield. <laughs> and then, like, he reflected. It's, like, pretty much my only thing. And then he, like, you know, with the light from the reflection, like, blind Zemo, causing a, a... And then also, like, he, he starts waving his arm around while shooting the gun, so it causes, a, like, a landslide. Mm. And... Which basically killed him. And then, like, Captain America being... Being a Boy Scout buried his body. Why did you let the buzzers pick at it? I mean... No, that's classic Cap. You treat your enemies just like you would want to be treated yourself. (sighs) I salute you, Cap. Even though Jesse does not. Nope. Uh, okay, so after after Zemo's death, his pilot impersonated him and put a put his execution, but sorry, put into execution Zemo's scheme to blackmail the world and into submission by an orbiting death ray device. The impossible. You know, this is another problem with having a mask glued to your head. Any jerk off with that mask can pretty much pretend to be you. I'll give you three guesses. So no. No, one guess. What did this happen? Did 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 the <laughs> did the plan happen? Okay. One guess. I'm gonna say no. You got it. Guess. Uh, okay. He killed himself. What? But rather than be captured after un- un- after his unmasking. Oh lordy! He killed himself. He's not even a Hydra guy. Only Hydra guys should be killing themselves after unmasking. Yeah, then like Bar- Baron Helmet Zemo is just like, Ooh, I'm Baron Helmet Zemo, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be Citizen uh, B later. Yeah, I'll be cool for them. No, I, I mean Helmet. I mean, I, I mean, Helmet. really takes on the role and does a much better. I mean, job. he does a good, better job, but like, I don't know. But again, he doesn't have those those big wins. He doesn't have that, hey, I thought I killed Captain America for a couple decades. That's that was pretty good. Yeah, so he's so he's five nine, has blue eyes, gray black hair, and weighs one eighty. Well, does he have any hair? Is the hair stuck to the mask? Is that painful? I d- honestly I don't care. I just don't care. Um, Jesse, they're going to answer the questions about whether he eats or not. I want to know about the hair. I didn't care my entire <laughs> life, Rob. I care less now. Uh, so, so like, it's believed. Please don't tell me he's an Olympic-level g- gymnast. No, no. But okay. it's believed that Armenzola supplied him with serums that enabled him to maintain much of his strength and physical vitality into his old age. Well, I mean, he wasn't that old. It was the 60s, and well, it was only 20 years after World War II. But, like, he was probably in his, like, 30s or 40s. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I mean, he may, may have been even older. 
Yeah, he was a leading scientist, so yeah, all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah, like I mean, even even if you're like a even if you're like a Reed Richards type, like people aren't going to take you seriously until you're probably at least in your late twenties. In that, yeah, and Reed Richards was young when they were in World War II. Him and Ben, so yeah, okay. Um, so he has no superhuman strength. Um, nope. He does Nazi science. <laughs> <laughs> and he has guns and adhesive acts. I'm just glad he could take turn his hobby into a career. You know, a lot of people, they just dabble in Nazi science. I like that he was able to really make something of himself. And here's the Pace Pot Peak connection. It, adhesive acts can only be removed by a solvent made by Pace Pot Peak. Or Trap Star, as they say here. Boo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. He, he took that glue factory and made a solvent. <laughs> just moved into a glue factory <laughs> still great by, the, still by great. the way i re-listened to that episode and we did spend about 15 minutes talking about the glue factory oh <laughs> because the ownership of which is very interesting and i highly recommend people listen to that uh because it's pace plus pete yeah. and pace plus pete is great pace okay uh triple p um Oh, wait, what is the trap? Okay, would you be okay with the Trapster name if there was three P's in it? The Trap... Trapster. It almost makes it now sound like a a category on Pornhub. Trapsters. (laughs) Once you start adding additional letters, I worry. I worry. Well, I think we're pretty much done with Dead Knots of Baron Week. Oh, alas. It was three great, terrible Nazis. Three really long episodes. It's going to be real fun to edit this weekend. Oh, it'll be a barren of a time. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have to plug? Well, uh, I did mention I was reading Pulp Magazines, and there's a reason for that, Jesse. I'm not insane. Um, I have a podcast called Interrupted Tales with my buddy alan and we read old crazy pulp stories and interrupt them with jokes and commentary like mystery science theater 3000 but for short stories in podcast form uh, you can find it at uh, interrupted uh, tales wherever you get podcasts at our website ohthehumanity.com that's ohthehumanity.com um or you can find a follow us at twitter at tale interrupted so my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about creepy critters cryptids in similar detail. I also have a podcast called uh, Limited Theories, where I talk about comic books limited series with this bonehead over here. Um, oh, who's in the room with you? Uh, huh. uh, Dex Star. Um, <laughs> Dex. Yeah, but uh, uh, but with with Rob here, uh, I think yeah. when this comes out, we. We're actually doing the... We'll be on hiatus, right? I think so. We'll be in between seasons. So we've done Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yep. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, 1985 miniseries. This is great. And then we'll be doing next... What was Uh, next? Ruins. Ruins. So, yeah, if you're listening to this now, get ready for some, some real excitement. Yep. Uh, so if you want to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. Justice yep. is served. Sweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.